Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Today, I get to talk with you about the five most common beliefs that are keeping you from getting the body, energy, sense of well-being, overall health that you want. These five common beliefs are what are standing in your way. And so we're going to jump right into them. And the reason this is so important to understand is because often the biggest challenge standing in the gap between where you are today and where you want to be is not just knowledge. You probably have more head knowledge than you even understand or give yourself credit for but it's actually the beliefs that you hold, the beliefs that you hold about the knowledge you have, the beliefs you hold about yourself, the beliefs you hold about God's word and his truth, the beliefs that you hold about your current circumstance, and the list goes on. And these apply, you can apply the same framework, the same concept to really any aspect of life. But I'm going to talk to you today specifically about how this shows up in your quest to get that body that you want, that you feel amazing in, in your quest to be able to have energy at high levels, regardless of how crazy the day might seem, whether you're building that empire yourself your kingdom business for impact, or you're helping somebody else, each role is critically important. And you were created on purpose with a unique and greater purpose. So in order for you to show up and discover to, um, discover and deploy it in service to other people in a way that honors God, you, sister, get to be at your best. If you are not familiar with me because we're streaming on a couple different platforms today, I am Coach Rebecca Tabert Contreras, and I work with Christian women entrepreneurs and executives to help you lose weight for the last time without giving up your favorite foods or spending hours in the gym. And we take a holistic approach to this sister. But again, today we're going to focus on specifically these five beliefs. And then I've got some uh, amazing opportunities for you at the end of today's training. So make sure that you stay till the end. Fair enough. So I'm also using StreamYard to, uh, to uh, come to you today. So if I miss your comment live, then I promise I will circle back. I've got a couple screens open so that I can uh, make sure that sound looks okay and all that good stuff. So I'm just gonna check that right now. Yep, sounds, hey, Natalie. So I can somewhat see comments on our private community. Uh, if you're on YouTube or you're in my main page, you're welcome to enjoy the, or to join, yeah, enjoy and join our conversation inside our private community, Faith, Fitness, and Freedom for Christian Entrepreneurs. I'll drop a link later on, but let's dive into this right now. So the, oh, and also quick caveat, because we are streaming to a couple of different platforms, just so that you know that I have a heart for you, no matter what walk of life you are in. I am a former atheist, overweight corporate girl turned Jesus loving, fiercely fit. And I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years now. The reason my community and my current programs are specific to Christian women entrepreneurs and executives is because I know that I'm uniquely skilled to help them in this way and be able to integrate biblical principles. Fair enough. Uh, so with that, let's dive in. <clears throat> so the uh, we talked about the beliefs are the critical element, right? And as God word, as God's word tells us, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is Proverbs 23, 7. I think 
A lot of us can quote that verse. A lot of us are familiar with that verse. And to be honest, it is one of my favorite verses, one of my life verses. And yet even I continually discover and recognize beliefs that stand in my current gap in any aspect of life. A common term might be limiting beliefs, right? And these uh, limiting beliefs or this gap is an evolving process. No matter where you're at, if you're in entrepreneurship and you're at six-figure months and you want to get to six-figure, um, uh, that was it. What was <laughs> my analogy just went wrong? You're at five-figure months and you want to get to six-figure month, months, right? Or you want to get to from six-figure years to seven-figure years, right? The gap between where you are and where you want to be. You're in health and fitness. You are currently making all the things happen. This is the beauty and what I get to do, right? Um, working with Christian women and executives, you've already achieved amazing success. You are a way maker. You are the go-to person for your friends, for your family, for your team, for your clients. And yet you have this gap when it comes to your health and your well-being for the moment, right? And you'll hear me share, even with my own stories, a lot of times God will give you this vision of that next mountaintop, right? You're sitting on this mountaintop and you see another mountaintop. You know you're being called for more and you see that it's at that new expansion level, right? It's higher than where you are. Not from an elitist perspective, it's just an expansion, right? But in order to get there, you get to solve for what is the gap, right? And again, applying to health and fitness, a lot of times you've tried diets, you've tried, you know, working, people say work out for all this time and then try this diet or what have you, you've tried all those things and it's just fallen short, right? So you're still solving for what's going to be that solid, solid foundation. What's going to be that bridge that's going to take me from where I am to where I want to go. And that's part of what we get to talk about today because it's not always just the doing. The doing is an important factor, but it's a lot about the being, which comes back to our beliefs. And I was talking to another um, great peer and this earlier this week, and I was talking about this evolution, how even with me, 20 years into my walk with God, 20 years into my own personal development, it's like peeling back layers of the onion. I've heard Joyce Meyer use that analogy. And um, my girlfriend had this great analogy of it's almost like a tornado, right? Uh, imagine a funnel. When you're in, like just starting out in your development, when you're just start working out your ways of being, right? There's a lot of stuff. The top of the funnel is really wide. There's a lot of stuff to work on, right? And then as you continue to evolve and develop, the what you work on maybe narrows, but there's always something, right? And I'm gonna, we need to say a quick prayer, by the way, because I forgot to create my, uh, my crazy dog, Max. So he is at my feet. So let's say a prick prayer, quick prayer over this broadcast that he stays quiet and doesn't start barking at the old man walking down the street. Fair enough. All right. So when you get close to that funnel, it's an evolving process. And the, um, the topic itself can be very broad, right? Trying to discover what your limiting beliefs might be can be a very broad like range, right? Especially when you're starting to just starting out, but there's a few factors that are really critical for it. One is your personal close relationship with God. And this is the challenge with this. And this is what I love up to about what I get to do. I'm sorry. I just truly do love it is that women that come to me often already have a strong relationship with God. 
But when we've put something before him, when we've put things that are getting in the way that are becoming distractions, it literally limits our connection. I've described it before as like, imagine a um, hollow uh, PVC pipe, right? Or a metal pipe, whatever comes to mind for you, but the inside of it is hollow. And it, there's a connect, that is the connection of your spirit in you um, or the Holy Spirit in you to God's voice, right? And when it's hollow, God's living water, his voice, his word flows free, free, freely to you and goes in, comes out just as it goes in because there's nothing in between, right? But to the extent in where we allow distractions, to the extent in which we fall short, which we all fall short every single day, that's like, that's a whole nother topic. But to the extent in which we're intentionally gunking up the communication by our choices, by our ways of being, or the limiting beliefs that we're not even aware of is to the to, to the extent in which it distorts his direct message to you personally in that personal relationship with him. So even when you are showing up, even when you are doing your part, even when you are closely connected, it just means that once we clean all that up, there's even more, right? It's even more phenomenal than what you're currently experiencing. So that's one of the things that are critical in order for you to be able to start to discover your limiting beliefs. The second is that you must be making time. And then we'll get into the five beliefs specific to um, blocking your the body that you want, the health that you want, the energy you want. But I got to set this framework so that you understand the importance of this and how to even get to that point. Fair enough? So give me a yes in the comments if this is making sense so far. I love it. I love it. I see you. So with the second thing is you must be making time to be self-reflective. And this is counterintuitive for those of us that are highly driven and we're continually on the go, taking new things on, looking for the next mission, looking for the next project. All of that is good. So they could all be seemingly good things. And also being able to create that time to be still and rest in him not only in God's word, not only in communication with him, but really being self-reflective um, is an important critical, is a critical part of the process in order for you to be able to look at the beliefs that you even hold. You also must, the third thing is you must continually evolve your level of self-awareness. And the fourth it, point to this is that oftentimes discovering your own limiting beliefs on your own is nearly impossible because being able to identify the thoughts that no longer serve you are often only done in the environment of a coach, in the environment of a mentor, in an environment of the right container. Because these beliefs you've held for so long, you may not even recognize them. There's a quote that says something to the effect of, we question our beliefs except for those that we truly believe to be true. Just as the sky is blue, you would never question it because you've just decided that it's fact. You have, I have still to this day, limiting beliefs that are yet to be identified and discovered that I don't yet question. I, they're not in my frame of reference. They're not in yet in my awareness. They're not yet in your awareness because you've held onto them so tightly for so long that you just assume they're valid. You assume they're true. And that's the lens and that's part of what is tainting the lens in which you see life through, the lens in which you see your circumstance through, the lens in which you see the potential and possibility of your vision, right? This is why, it, this is the other reason why it's super important. I just finished recording a podcast. I think it comes out in two or three weeks um, <clears throat> on, on capacity and potential, right? Your God-given unique capacity, your God-given 
potential is one thing. You're, what you're currently experiencing is up to you, right? You, what you're currently experiencing is a byproduct of a lot of different factors. But one of the things that is going to hinder you from being able to fully reach that greatest capacity, that greatest potential plan that he has for you is your ability to do just this, be able to recognize the limiting beliefs or the thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve you. They have served you in some way for a period of time. That's why you've held onto them. It doesn't necessarily mean that that is the best for you or that that was the healthiest way and or that that's like truly it goes back to, again, either health or fitness or, or, it, or business, right? The thoughts that you've held to this date, the beliefs that you've held to this date have gotten you this far, but they will not get you where you want to be going when I'm confident you are a like-minded um, woman who wants to continually, consistently be evolving and growing, continually be looking at um, how can I expand? How can I improve? How can I allow God to continue his work in and through me? Because I don't know about you, sister, but I have lived an amazing life with a lot of different ex experiences and opportunities. And a lot of them have provided amazing lessons that I want to be able to teach forward. I want the opportunities to teach them forward because I want to, for example, when it comes to personal transformation, I want to make the path easier, which I've been honored to do for women over the last 13 years. I want to make it easier. I want to make it simpler. I want to make it smoother and faster. I want to be able to collapse time around the women that I've worked with. And that's only one element. Make sense? If this is making sense, drop a two in the comments. Let me know that you're with me. I know I'm a little bit lit up, excited about this. So <clears throat> being able to discover the thoughts that no longer serve you and being able to build thoughts that empower you is a critical part of the work that I get to do with my clients. Because not only is it the thoughts that you currently hold, but also being able to teach my clients how to become a student of your body for that physical element, but also your mind so that you can begin to proactively, not just the thoughts that you've held up to date, but how do you start doing this proactively? How do you start recognizing the thoughts as they come up in daily life towards your life, towards your fitness, towards your um, personal self-care, towards your business as it continues to evolve, right? How do you start to recognize those thoughts, take them captive if they aren't in alignment with that next iteration of identity that you are growing into, expanding into? And how do you take them into authority of God's word and reframe them, right? Making sense? Give me a three in the comments if you're with me and this is making sense. Hearts and all that. Love it. Thank you. Um, and like I said, I just mentioned or I just um, did a whole episode on the capacity and potential, right? Uh, and being able to recognize what these hindrances are, what those regular raiders are and why it's so important to become aware of it because it, it also requires a high level of being intentional so that you can develop not just proper regulation of your thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, but mastery of your mind, thoughts, and emotions, so that because you are the operator of all other things in your life, you're able to operate at peak performance. Make sense? Not in a like a trendy word, but truly, like God gave me this new analogy of performance in that it is Every day is a gift. Every day is a day for us to show up and do our best to discover, be in relationship with him and love others as we love ourselves, serve others in a way that is honoring God. 
in order for you to do that, you've got to be at your best. We'll talk about that in just a second. So today we're going to dive in. I'm going to rapid fire through the five most common beliefs that are keeping you from getting that body health and energy that you want and how to begin to shift out of them. Right. And then, like I said, in the beginning, I do have a, a special opportunity for a few of you. So I'll share that at the very end. Fair enough. All right. So the belief number one, type beliefs below if you are ready to dive into this. The belief number one is that self-care is selfish, right? And this heads home, especially for moms, but also just as like those that so many of us have this kind of servant's heart is the term that is often used. We're always saying yes to all the things. And like I teach my clients, when you're saying yes to something else, you're saying no, right? I can't remember who originally said that um, or where I got that from originally, but um, I remember hearing it somewhere. That's why I'm using that caveat. But it is absolutely true. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So when you're saying yes to all the things, a lot of times you're saying no, and there's a, a, many different reasons, thoughts and beliefs that might roll into that. We won't have time to talk about that today. But when you are saying yes to all the other things at the expense of your own self-care, it is often tied to this old false belief that self-care is somehow selfish. And it's been perpetuated by society over the years. Society is getting a lot better when it comes to this topic, but it's still so hard-coded into us, especially as moms. It, um, it creates this almost guilt if you're making that time, right? Or maybe it's even from an entrepreneur standpoint, it's this guilt. I should be working on my business. I should be doing this. I should be helping my team with that. I should be, um, you know, Johnny on the spot for my client. That's an old term too. But like you aren't, you don't need to, like the words, world is not going to fall apart for the 30 minutes that you're spending in your quiet time or the 30 minutes you might be spending doing um, a workout or the 15 minutes you take to eat something that's good for your body, right? The world will not fall apart in that time frame. I promise you. But I'll give you a really quick, very real example. This is one of the things that I started out with 20 years ago when I went from my bomb to the shower moment. I don't have time to share my whole story today. I, I, we all have the same amount of time. I'm not going to make the time for here. But um, you know, former atheist, overweight corporate girl, I think I said that at the beginning and had a bottom of the shower moment and realized that as great of a mom as I thought I was, as uncomfortable as I was, as much as my confidence had been hindered based on life circumstances at the time, how much better would I actually be if I truly felt well? So my son, who was a couple of years old at the time, became my powerful why. And as a result of that, I ended up with a body I never expected. But even more so, my daily joy was transformed. My ability to show up because we were present, like I wasn't just making things happen. I was truly present and there and joyful and laughing and creating events and playtimes and um, all those things and all greater patience, right? Being able to take care of yourself is also stress management. It is also what incrementally increases the degree in which you hold confidence, right? To be able to get from where you are now to that next mountaintop, your degree of confidence needs to shift as well. It's not that you're not confident. It's that it's, there's higher degrees of confidence, right? It's an ever going process, right? You gain greater patience, greater day of joy. I mentioned that. So when I first started out, I felt super guilty about taking any time away from him. It was just him and I. And so I started with videotapes at home after he went to bed or first thing in the morning. But I wasn't consistent because no one was showing up at my door if I wasn't showing up. And 
uh, wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I, I just knew that I needed to do a little bit more. I was super intimidated to walk into a big like commercial gym, um, felt uncomfortable in my own skin, assumed everybody would be staring at me, had no idea what I was doing. But above all that, I also felt guilty about needing to take my son to the daycare. However, I wanted to be able to have him in a controlled environment because I felt more guilty about like having some stranger come to the house and watch him, right? And by themselves. I felt like the daycare at the gym, there was some accountability. This is the way my brain was working at the time, which is true. We like to this day, we talk about Anna. That was his first caretaker at that facility, right? Um, and had I not gotten over that lie that it was selfish and really pressed into that, I don't know where I would be today. Th those decisions literally changed the trajectory of our entire life as we have known it over the last, you know, well, from that point, but especially over the last 13 years as an entrepreneur and now being able to help, you know, countless other women make their own transformations that were important to them. Make sense? So let me tell you that self-care is not selfish. It is a prerequisite. You cannot give your best if you are not at your best. I know you are a super intelligent woman. So you hear that and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But are you living it out? Do your actions actually align with that belief that you cannot give your best if you are not at your best? And if your actions do not align, what are you tangibly going to do about it? Not just thinking about it, but be about it. What actions do you take? What resources do you need to support that belief, to support the actions? Fair enough. I'm going to move on because I really want to wrap and fire um, and wrap this up in the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Um, the second is having a good body or wanting a good body is somehow vain, right? Here's the reality. To the extent in which you are overweight, this is super important. So if you've been distracted or you're kind of like, okay, I hear you, self-care is not selfish, come back in because this is so important for everybody. To the extent, and it's not talked about enough. So to the extent in which you are carrying extra weight is to the extent in which you are risking disease. Whether it's 20 pounds or 100 pounds over what is best for your body. We're not talking about six pack abs. We're talking about truly, and we're not talking about because your blood work says that it's healthy. Let's get real. Just because your blood work says you're healthy right now, that standard is not, that's like just waiting for something to happen if you are carrying 30, 40, 50 pounds of extra weight because your risk for um, creating something, developing something is like in degrees greater by the extent in which you are carrying extra weight, whether it be high cholesterol, type two diabetes, um, high blood pressure, even the virus that we've been dealing with over the last couple of years. I know not very many people, there's a small population they're starting to talk about it now, but if you've been in my circles, I've been talking about it from the very beginning. This is information that is available on CDC site. It is very clear that you are at far greater risk if you are carrying extra weight of um, getting the virus and risk the risk for death, like the statistics of nobody should have lost their life. It's horrible. And also the statistics would blow your mind. I'm afraid to tell you what they are because it's being censored and I don't want you to lose out on the rest of the information in this, but you can go look up. It's insanely high. And, and that knowledge was not passed on. The fact that so much of it could have been preventable by taking care of your health, right? And another quote that I got from a, a military friend of mine long time ago is, 
Um, be prepared so you can't get, so that you don't have to get prepared, right? Don't wait for something to show up on your blood work. Don't wait to get the virus for you to say, okay, I need to do something. Don't wait for a family member to have some sort of significant illness. That happens a lot too. It's like someone watches their parents and all of a sudden they realize they don't want to be that. You don't wait for that to happen and make sure that you follow up in action, right? You are the operator of all other things in your life. So you, your physical well-being and wanting to take care of it, even if it's just because you want to feel sexy in your body, that influences everybody else too. When you feel better, when you're showing up with greater energy, when you're showing up with this radiating dynamic confidence if it, that is transferred because you don't, you're not like as confident in your body now, and then you make this transformation, that changes how you show up, whether it's for your kids, your family, it permeates into every aspect of life. It is not vain. It is the foundation for you being able to have that platform that's really going to help you excel to that next level. Make sense? Um, number three, minimizing emotional eating, right? Or saying that it's not that big of a deal and or knowing that it's a big deal. But I totally understand that there's a lot of shame associated with emotional eating. There's a lot of shame associated with even carrying extra weight, right? And yeah, I can't go into that conversation too much right now, but because I want to stay on target here, but um, understand that if you're, if one of your challenges is emotional eating, if you're going to food to either avoid emotion or um, numb out or try and self-soothe with the food, then that food has become an idol. And for those of you that are believers in Christ, we know that we are not to put, we know logically it's hard to put it in practice. And we all like, I have been there. That's part of my story. We won't go into it today. Um, so there's no judgment or condemnation. It's just the awareness. Iron sharpens iron said from a position of love, compassion, serious empathy, knowing how hard it is to overcome it, especially when you're trying to do it on your own. Uh, and still the reality is that if you're going to food, and not going to God, then it's become an idol and it is impacting every aspect of life. First Corinthians 6, 12 says, some of you say we can do anything we want to, but I tell you that not everything is good for us. So I refuse to let anything have power over me. If you feel like you have cravings that you are out of control, God's word also says that you have a spirit of self-control. So if you're not currently able to access that, something is getting out of the way, in the way. And I want to encourage you and impress upon you the importance of not minimizing that and not putting it off, not avoiding it. Decide what you need to do to overcome it, right? And of course, like, I just don't want to leave you hanging. That is part of the work that I get to do with my clients. But if I'm not for you, that is totally okay. I want you to be served in a way that's going to get you beyond that because there is so much freedom on the other side of it. Not only are you um, struggling and it's creating all these other issues with you physically, your confidence, your sense of well-being, there's so much attached to even to the foods that we typically eat out of emotion, right? Highly packaged processed foods. It's not just about the number on the scale. It is impacting your, your thoughts. It's impacting your ability to regulate emotion. It's in impacting your ability to sleep, your quality of sleep. It has a permeating effect in every aspect of life. And not only that,
but this is something that God just revealed to me, you know, in the last couple of years is that this understanding that when I was struggling with food, when I was, you know, my, my quick story is that I struggled with emotional eating well into my health and fitness journey. And, um, one of the things that he made very clear to me at one point is that every time I chose to go to food and it wasn't, a, you know, you, you don't necessarily, you oftentimes associate it with a false sense of control. Again, this is a whole nother topic. I just want you to know that I understand that. And yet, you know, logically that it's actually not control at all. And when we're choosing to go to food instead of going to God, we're also missing out on opportunities to grow in relationship with God. If you're choosing to go to food instead of God in those moments, you are choose not. And I know it doesn't feel like it's a conscious choice, but it is a choice to miss an opportunity to let God be that resource. Let God be that comfort. Let God be the source of reducing the anxiety. And therefore, he is not able. Remember, we talked about the, the, the hollow pipe, right? And the connections and what might gunk it up. If it's gunked up because every time you turn to food, you're missing the opportunity for him to heal the very thing that is causing you to go to the food in the first place. You're missing the opportunity to build that level of intimacy, that level of knowing, that level of wisdom, that level of really being able to discern his voice and confidently step in the direction that he has asked you to step. So please, can you see how much it is affecting your day-to-day in your ability to truly discover your unique and greater purpose, develop your unique and greater purpose, and then deploy that in such a way that serves um, others and honor God, honors God, right? That discover, um, develop, and deploy is uh, Myron Golden's term, but I love it, right? Okay, number three, we got to fire through these, um, that you should be able to do this on your own. I like, I get it. All of us high achievers think that we should be able to do it alone, right? And maybe, right? But why would you want to when you can collapse time, right? Another one of my favorite like online um, connections and blessed to know her in person too from way back when is uh, Shamika Tankerson. And she uses the word, uh, you can skip the line, right? You can skip the line. Why would you not want to? Like you buy these Disney passes that allow you to go to the front of the line. For those of you that love Disney, I can't handle the crowds, but like, right? That There's a pass that allows you to like skip the line and eliminate hours and hours of waiting, right? This is my understanding, right? You get to do that in life by leaning into people that have gone before you, by leaning into people that have the roadmap, by leaning into the coaching, the communities, the connection, all the things. Because yes, or maybe, you know, just really quickly, there's, you might feel like you have a a husband that doesn't understand. Maybe the husband is saying, or the spouse, I work with women guys. So I'm talking about um, wives and, and, and husbands, but I've worked with enough women over 13 years. I know that there are, there's a handful of you that feels like your husband doesn't understand in when it comes to this, right? He doesn't, it's okay, right? He doesn't need to understand. He doesn't even need to agree. You're at not asking for permission to take care of yourself. You're not asking for permission to get the resources, invest the time, invest the money to be able to get better. You're asking for support. You are not asking for permission. You are asking for support because I'm assuming your husband is a good man, which means that he wants the best for you. So if he truly understood the depth of how this is impacting you, he would create, he would help you create a way he would um, support you in that way. Now they have limiting beliefs also and insecurities come up and there's a bunch of other things that might be happening there. But I actually had a great conversation about that with, um, 
Judy Weber on a podcast episode that we talked a few months back in our group. And then I think the podcast episode just released this week. So you can, uh, we were actually talking about business, but that was a side note that we talked about in terms of those decisions. If you want access to that, just let me know below. But my point is, is that um, maybe 1% do it on their own over time, right? Even with me having such a powerful why and kind of, you know, intervention, God intervention, right? My physical transformation took 18 months. And then the work, who I am today has developed over the last 20 years, right? Of learning how to um, build this, um, you know, I don't know that I am yet evolved to a complete master, right? But working on this evolution of mastery in mind and thoughts and emotions, because that drives all other things based on God's word, of course. So should you be able to do it is just something that the inner girl is, your inner mean girl is speaking over you. Could you, like I said, maybe, but why would you want to take 20 years if you can come in alignment with a coach, a mentor, connections, community that can help you get it done in six months or 12 months, depending on what your goals are, right? I don't know. Why would you want to delay your result? I don't. And I preach, like I practice what I preach. I invest in my... I was just talking about this on an episode that I recorded this morning that'll come out in three weeks about um, being able to, it's just like I've consistently invested in myself because you are the best investment, even when it feels stretchy, even when you're not sure how to make it all happen, when you truly set your mind on something, when you've decided that it's a must, not a want or would be nice, you create the space, you create the, the ways of making it happen, right? Okay, number four. It's a generational curse. This is like a catchphrase lately, generational curse or generational trauma or the previous word before that was, you know, it's genetics. You hear that a lot when it comes to weight. And, or for me, even in my own walk for a little bit, I started to believe maybe this is just my cross to bear. Maybe I'll always, like my episodes of temptation were far further and fewer between, but if I was having a season of high stress, it would still come up. The temptation would still be there. Occasionally I would give in. It might be six months a year, but I still knew that I was tied to it. So I started to believe like, this is just my cross to bear. Maybe it's just to keep me humble. Maybe it's, and all of that was just lies, right? When it comes to genetics or generational, what have you, um, maybe, but don't allow it to be an excuse to pass it forward, to live it now and then pass it forward. Make sense? Don't let that be the reason why you can't get the body you want why you can't feel amazing in your skin, why you can't truly radiate like daily joy, beautiful, like beauty from the inside out confidence, right? Confidence is sexy, y'all. Being able to stand in your presence without any hindrance is like phenomenal. It's attractive, not just to like men. I'm not even talking about it from that standpoint. I'm talking about to the people that you are meant to serve. They are drawn in to women that can hold their space because we want to be that's that's we want to be held by that we want to have other people hold space for that we want to be led by people that carry that sense of strength and so this is for you god's word says that it is for you he never intended for you to live in a compromised state a compromised body a compromised sense of well-being right and when it comes to the whole generational thing 99% of the time what has become generational is what you've been conditioned to think, what you've been conditioned to carry as choices that have become habits, right? 
And those thoughts, those choices and the habits, if you're not where you want to be, then they don't align with living a healthy and fit lifestyle, right? But it's not like, it's not without your impact. It's not without your influence. It's not without your control. You get to control. You get to then change it, right? Because it's controllable. It's not, you know, easy. We've been talking about that today, but because it is possible, because it is controllable, then therefore it is changeable. Not always easy, but 100% possible. Fair enough. Last but not least is um, like, I'm too busy, right? That is a belief or like, I'm too busy or I will someday or I will once this thing happens. I will once life settles down. I will when I'm at this point in my business, whatever it might be, right? Sis, you're not too busy. We all have the same 24 hours in a day and it's okay if it's not something you want to address right now, but take your power back. Instead of saying it's because of these external circumstances or because things are busy, take your power back by saying, I'm just, I'm, I could do that if I wanted to, but I'm choosing not to right now because it's really not that high of a priority. Whenever one of my other favorite mentors, Alex um, Hermosi and Layla Hermosi, but Alex used to say this more so is that, uh, you know, we vote with our dollars. We, and that is true financially. And that is true in our time. And so, although we logically say something is important to us, if we aren't taking actions towards that, the actions that are going to support us to move towards that, then something is coming up and it might be one of the limiting beliefs, but it's not actual time because when you um, need the time, when you've decided, again, going back to must versus wants, when you've decided it's a must, you will find a way. Just like when people say like, I don't have time to do whatever, and then they get sick. And they find time to be still and rest for three or five days if their body won't cooperate or if it was a quarantine season and they had no choice, right? All right. And someday is not a day on the calendar. And the idea of I'll do it once I get to, it comes back to something is blocking you. It is not yet a priority. The chances of it being a priority when you get to that I'll do it once this happens once you get to the once this happens, something else is going to happen and you're going to say, well, I'll get to it when once this happens, right? If it is on your mind, if it is on your radar now, then be in action towards it now. Don't keep putting it off because that just doesn't happen. That is exactly how people go from I'll start Monday, I'll start next month, I'll start next year till before they know it, five years has passed by and they've spent the last five years still struggling with their weight, their self, their sense of self-being. And I'm talking about very, very successful people. And yet it means they have more in them. I had this conversation with a girlfriend a while back. There's a very prominent figure who is very clearly challenged when it comes to taking care of themselves. I want to be very careful. And yet he, this person has had an amazing impact on other people. And she said, well, how is that an example? Because, you know, they, clearly he, this person has had a phenomenal influence on all these other people. Yes. And also, I guarantee it means that once health is aligned, there is even more to the extent in which you are experiencing blocks to the extent. In, and if one of those blocks is physical discomfort is one of those blocks having to take sick days periodically because your physical well-being is not well, right? 
it, or distraction, right, of how you're feeling or how other people might be perceiving you or a lot of the women that I work with know, even though they're already experiencing success, they know they've got more in them because they're not showing up as, you know, vibrantly as they could on Zoom or at Facebook Lives or trainings because they're somewhat distracted. They do it anyway because that's how we're wired. But they're somewhat distracted by the idea of what might people be thinking about me because my physical appearance, like, and it's honestly, it's not what other people are thinking about you. It's your own thoughts that you're projecting onto other people. I like to believe people are generally speaking kind and loving and all these things. Um, and those that aren't like, what was the Dr. Seuss quote, quote that those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter, right? It's true. And we know that logically, but you project your own thoughts, your own beliefs on the people that you are trying to influence, that you are trying to attract, that you are trying to help. And because you're doing that, you're limiting your message, you're limiting your capacity. So even though you've achieved amazing success and amazing impact, it means there's even more. You're leaving potential on the table. Fair enough? All right. Moving on. So I hope that was helpful. Type helpful in the comments if this if you this gave you some sort of value today. I um, hope that it has. Uh, and if you feel like it's been helpful, tag a sister that you think might be helped about it on it as well, or share on your pages. Leave me a comment. Just let me know um, that this that you got something from this, and let me know um, your insights as to what you know. What was your most, what was one or two powerful takeaways for you in the conversation that we've had so far today? I would love to hear that from you. What is your one to two takeaways that meant the most to you based on today's conversation? Um, and so then with that, I'll jump right into if you are listening at this point, then clearly this resonated with you. And I want to invite you into a couple opportunities. Typically, working with me is a six-month minimum experience because we do work on, for example, inside Kingdom Fit Academy, it's this amazing small group, um, a hybrid of, of small group and one-on-one. One -on -one. um, the next start date is in October, but in there, we deal with the three major categories, which is the nutrition, which is all-encompassing nutrition that allows you to um, make it simple and practical, lifestyle friendly. It truly is not as complicated as so many other like diets and all of that make it out to be, which is why diets don't work and all the things. So nutrition, you get dialed in, but then we also dig into those thoughts and those beliefs as well as your habits. And so that is a six month journey and it's amazing. Um, but that, and we are in pre-registration for that. Um, now in that that next cohort starts in October. I also have one, just one, really, just one, um, one on one coaching spot left to start working with me on a one on one basis this month. So if you feel called to that, um, let me know. However, the real, um, somewhat new or revisited opportunity that I want to share with you today is something that keeps coming up to me in my quiet time. Um, and it's come up often enough that I'm leaning in and I'm going to listen uh, and follow the prompt. And that is to open five spots for a 12-week intimate group coaching program. And now this 12-week program is for you if you are. It's not for everyone, but it is for you. If you're still listening, chances are this resonates for you. 
If you are a Christian woman entrepreneur or executive who is willing to prioritize and invest your time and money into losing at least 20 pounds for the last time without giving up your favorite foods or spending hours in the gym so that you can feel sexy and radiate a new level of radical confidence, right? You are coachable. You're willing to follow a proven nutrition protocol that is, like I said, lifestyle friendly so that you don't feel like you have to skip date nights or your date night with your sister friends, right? You'll know how to order and also how to enjoy whatever you want without the food guilt or spiraling out of control, right? You're also willing to explore the thoughts and the beliefs. So this is kind of a snapshot into a longer program where you explore the thoughts and the beliefs that have kept you repeating the same unhealthy patterns year after year so that you can build a foundation of health that is unshakable. No more off track, on track. Truly being able to move into a position of this is just who I be. This is my lifestyle now, right? Without feeling like it's some sort of crazy diet or something that's not sustainable. It's just a way of being that shifts supported by being able to identify and modify the habits that led to the weight gain in the first place. So that your new habits support the body and lifestyle that you truly desire. Fair enough. So if you think you're one of the five women, I really am only taking five women for this, this 12 week intimate experience. If you want to be one of the five and you think that that might be for you and, or you're interested in the last one-on-one -on -one coaching spot, type coaching below. I'll send you a DM. So type coaching below. If any of this really is resonating with you and you're just like, uh, you just know like you're not sure about the details and, and all of that. We'll talk more about it. But if you just are feeling this call to connect and talk further, then this is who I'm talking to right now, right? If that is you, if you feel this pull to jump on a connection call and really kind of discover on this call, we'll talk about your specific goals so I can learn your specific goals, the challenges, what you've tried in the past, um, what hasn't worked for you. And from there, determine what your, your goals are, your long-term goals are, and we'll decide whether or not and if and how I can best help you into that next iteration of possible potential for you, for your health, your well-being, who you are as a Christian woman entrepreneur or executive. Fair enough? So if that's you, type coaching below or... Just send me a DM if that makes you more comfortable and we'll start there. Fair enough? All right, guys. I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. I will circle back.